This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazzy Lambray, on a special birthday edition of the Woke Bros. I'm here with the birthday boy himself, Nando Vila on the west side. What's going on? Happy birthday, my brother. Well, it's not my birthday today. It's, right. Uh, I guess well, the show comes out tomorrow. Week. It's my birthday week. My birthday's on the 11th, on Monday. But this will okay. be, yeah, this yes, is the sir. one right before uh, the birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. No, it's good. I mean, 36, dude. 36. Wow. Senior citizen damn there, bro. I mean, I'm fucking old, dude. <laughs> fucking old. We love it. We love to see it. On today's show, a nice, nice white lady whistleblower went to Capitol Hill this week. To blow the whistle on Facebook and their toxic, greed, avarice, corporate malfeasance, all of the terrible words you can use for these monster conglomerates, Facebook does it all. Um, we're going to get into the implications of that, just what it means, what Facebook means in today's society and in today's culture. But first, man... Leaks, I, I I got I can't lie, man. I love a leak. I love a good leak. The the Facebook leak on Wall Street Journal, I was all about it, which we basically knew all of this stuff already. Um, the Facebook leaks, but you know, we got another leak called the Pandora Papers, where individuals, Nando, were just straight up tax dodging. This isn't yeah. tax avoidance, you know, where corporations do all of the funny, crazy maneuverings of just like, all right, we're going to find the, the fucking loopholes to just avoid paying all of our government and paying our fair share to the fellow citizens. We're just going to avoid it. These homies are just straight up just not paying taxes. <laughs> and these are heads of state. These are celebrities. These are all kinds of world leaders, all of them from east to west, 
north to south, all of them just straight up withholding money from their governments. Yeah. No, it's been, uh, you know, there. it's not the first one of this kind. You know, everyone remembers the Panama Papers. It's... Um, it's kind of a, a series that's 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 been happening, and this is just the latest one. Um, and and what it basically outlines is just the amount of money that is just sitting in these offshore accounts, away from the prying eyes of governments to tax them. Um, and I think like when we think about things like, you know, we're having this debate over the you know uh, tri- three point five trillion to. You know, maybe it's going to get lowered to two trillion dollar reconciliation bill to, um, you know, give people health care and child care and things like that and free college and things like that. Um, and, you know, we're nickel and diming it. We're nickel and diming it uh, every step of the way. Uh, meanwhile, the amount of cash that is just sitting on these offshore accounts is just absolutely astonishing. Um, estimates have as many as as much as thirty two trillion. That's crazy. Sitting in these offshore accounts, which is money that is stolen because money that's like money that's taxed from you is not your money. It's not like, you know, this idea like, you know, the Chris Rock bit, it's like wrong. This idea that like you get paid and then the government takes, you know, a percentage of it. Like that's just not that's not the way to think about it. You really earn whatever the post tax, uh, whatever the post tax income is. I know it sucks, but they, they and it sucks to see it on your paycheck that way but like you enjoy the benefits of these taxes i mean you know here in the united states we have the shitty thing that we pay for the the military and that sucks but um you know i don't know the roads and the street lights and the firefighters and the schools and the hospitals and all that shit you know we benefit from those things in, in certain ways and if you're in europe you benefit even more because they have a much better um public sector and wealth uh welfare system and things like that so money that's not that's that you're hiding from tax tax authorities is money that's stolen. You know, you're not necessarily, you know, it's not like you're just yeah, you know, doing anything other than that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. And guess what? Uh, you always hear. And I think it's important to always point this shit out. You always hear it. This sort of phraseology in the reverse, though, it's like, why should some guy at Walmart bust this hump, paying his taxes. So some welfare queen, I was literally just watched this on Succession because I'm doing a rewatch right now. So some welfare queen could sit on their ass and twiddle their thumbs and blah, 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 blah. Well, it's like, okay, why should that same worker be busting their ass and paying their fair share taxes for somebody who is infinitely wealthy to just remain so and just hoard fucking resources, right? Like, at least you could say with this proverbial welfare queen, what are they really going to contribute to the tax base anyway, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. these people are infinitely wealthy. It would cost, it would make no material difference to their lives to actually pay their fair share, yet they continue with the greed and the ridiculousness. And again, the yeah. people who get crushed by this are just us, normal working people. That's why the percentage of our taxes are what they are, because these people pay nothing. They're the ones freeloading. They're the ones getting a free ride. And again, we say this all the time. It's not like they're providing all these amazing work opportunities, right? Like the job creators. It's not like they're inventing some, this new modern middle class where everybody has a great job and can buy a house and can go on vacation and can pay for college. And if they were doing all of that shit and hiding all this money, I'd probably be like, nah, 
whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they're not. But we don't get that stuff. We don't get anything. We get nothing yeah. from these people. It's funny. Some of the funny, there's funny names that were uh, named in it, like Shakira is in it, uh, Elton John, Pep Guardiola, manager, oh, your, your boy, God. your boy, Pep Guardiola, the former, <laughs> the former captain of the Indian cricket team, which is definitely a big deal. Uh, sure. Vladimir Putin's mistress uh, was in it, uh, years long mistress. You know, she's getting paid for that, for those services. Is Putin married? I don't know if Putin's married. I mean, there was the rumor. One of my favorite stories ever that I always tell people in uh, in in like parties and shit is like, you know, you you said you were rewatching Succession, right? And Succession Mm -hmm. is like loosely based on on Murdoch. Um, And, uh, you know, he's got like in Succession, he's got like this new wife. Right. Like and she's like Mm -hmm. from Asia. We don't know where she's from. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's loosely based on a woman named Wendy Dang, who. was with Rupert Murdoch for a while, then cheated on him with Tony Blair. Okay. <laughs> and then and then was hooking up with Vladimir Putin. I'm like, this woman is fucking going just like just, cycling just through the most powerful of this woman. I, yeah. I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah, she's nice. Um <laughs> she's from China. Like she's from rural China. And like I half expect her to be like just like some agent for like Xi Jinping. 100%. It was like 100%. manufactured in a lab. Um but yeah, her story is fucking fascinating. But yeah, um, but the, the the funny thing is that there were some people who were like, "Ooh, I find it interesting that there's no Americans on this list." Oh, uh, does it have something to do with like no, they don't the press? Like, there's no need. They don't need to. The, our regular to tax laws allowed them to avoid <laughs> every single tax, no matter what. You know, we yeah. have politicians running on slashing record tax cuts, right? Like, they don't yeah. need this shit. They, yeah, they can just like, do it right here in the good old red, white, yeah. and blue, baby. <laughs> and we tax capital gains at 15% and instead of an income at you know 35%, and therefore they have all their income through tax capital gains. And then someone like Jeff Bezos doesn't doesn't pay any tax because he doesn't have an he doesn't even have an income. All he does is take out loans. <laughs> and so he pays the interest on the loan, which is usually what like six percent. I mean, I'm sure Bezos can negotiate an even lower uh, interest because he's fucking Bezos and he Obviously calls up the you're fucking get the money back. Yeah, and I'm gonna keep and spending money with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, that's why they don't they don't pay any taxes because like he has all this wealth in Amazon stock, but he never cashes out. You know, you only get taxed once you cash out. You know, in the delta right. or whatever, um, and the difference between the price before and after. And he just doesn't have to. He just has the stock, and he just borrows against the stock. And then he pays the interest. Then he just borrows from someone else to pay for the, you know, he does right. that, does that and, over and, and over again. And the thing is, and the thing is, it's like when Bezos is negotiating, it's like you and I go might go to a, a, a try to get a home loan and we'd be like, all right, uh, we need a loan for X, Y, and Z. And they're going to be like, all right, here's what the going interest rate is. Here's what it is. Bezos is like, no, you need to loan no, no, no. me this amount. Yeah. And because you know I'm good for it. Just think about 2% on that amount is, you know, it's like a trillion percent or whatever fuck yeah. me and Nando could get our hands on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's simple math, guys. Like, it's yeah. obvious. The system is rigged in their favor. And, yeah, that's that's the thing that I think Nando had pointed out to me when we spoke earlier. He was like, the greatest thing is that the Americans don't even need to do this shit. Yeah. Like, the titans of industry, they don't need to. They can hide. They can just avoid taxes legally here in America. Well, and it's not even and it's not even just the, the low tax rate, which is low. Like, in Europe, if you're rich, like, you, they, they, they charge you for it, you know? So, like, there is much more incentive for these people to 
to do this kind of shady dealings. In the United States, you don't even need to go to Panama or the British Virgin Islands or whatever. You can Just incorporate in Delaware. Delaware. <laughs> Just like, which is, you know, funny. It's like the, the state where Joe Biden was a senator for, you know, 40 <laughs> right. years. Um, and like, which is just essentially like an offshore tax haven state, yep. you know, like a fucking bullshit state that no one cares about it except for that. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's 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 why there's no Americans in the Panama Papers or in the Pandora Papers, really. It's they don't need to. But like Europeans, where they have a much more uh, a much more effective taxing system, um, they all they're all in it. You know, all the rich people in Europe, like Tony Blair was in it too, which is great. Um, and yeah, that's what they you know just this apparently like was apparently like uh, like half of the the people that that were or like you know just like an insane percentage of the of the leaks came from just a single law firm in Panama. Like there's this one law firm right. in Panama. That, like if you're just a rich guy, you're calling up this fucking. Law firm. Right. Like these mm -hmm. guys are the blue chip guys who just like help you right. uh, do it. And basically, what they do is they set up like a thousand little companies that are meaningless. And there's no and the way to like, figure out which way to yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. You have no idea who started yeah. it, what's on it. You, you, they just, they just killed it. And and you know they said in the um and what's the name of this conglomerate of uh journalists like different yeah media the ICIJ. Outlets? The ICIJ in the, yeah, the International in the, Consortium of Investigative Journalists. Yeah. In the piece that they put out, uh, they were explaining that you know this entire offshore quote unquote offshore system was invented by just one law firm in America that basically they write the laws for policies. That's the, that's the thing a lot of people don't understand that the laws are actually written by the lobbies, right? Like they actually yeah. handwrite it. Detail by detail, based on how they want to be able to maneuver and operate, and they hand it to our politicians. Like, all right, this is what you codify. You know, like yeah. how crazy is that? The laws yeah. that are intended to sort of rein these people in are actually written by these people. You know, and that's why when Bernie talks about the fixed game, the rigged economy, this is what he's talking. The fight is literally fixed. <laughs> like they showed up to the test with the answers, guys. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's what's happening here. And um, yeah, that you know, and I think the piece was was cool. And and I think people are gonna listen to this and they're gonna be like, well, what can we do? <laughs> and I mean, not much is the reality. I, mean, I don't uh, fucking know, man. Yeah. I mean, but it's just it's just a reminder. I mean, it's it's worth remembering every once in a while that the world is rich. There's plenty of money to go around. Yes. Um, we can fix like basically all of the world's problems, like all of them tomorrow, you know, tomorrow um, with the amount of money we have right now. Uh, just sitting around in these offshore tax havens. Um, I mean, yeah, we can have Medicare for all pff, easily, free college I mean, in this country, but we can solve like global hunger and yeah, poverty. No, like, seriously, like, like literally, yeah. Seriously, like get everybody on the grid, like do the whole yeah. fucking thing. We could do it, like hunger in Africa, the whole fucking thing. Put everybody on the internet. We could do that shit tomorrow <laughs> with yeah. the amount of wealth that's around. But you know, the the power hungry, they don't like that. They like having no. slaves, you yeah. know. They love. They need. Having... They need twelve private jets. It's absurd. It's absurd. Have you seen the the the, the, the latest thing that they're all that they're all uh, pining over? The ultra 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 wealthy are these luxury. Um, they're like <laughs> submerge submergible yachts, which I would usually wow, call like a submarine. submarine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you could like literally like go underwater and like live in this kind of like luxury palace underwater, away from like. 
the prime yeah exactly yeah, like just uh, gone away from the plebes <laughs> yeah away yeah. from the plebes that's all they want to do they just want to suck us dry of our labor you know basically extract everything they can out of us you know work 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 80 hours a week you, you if you're sleeping you're losing your blood kill yeah. yourself for work oh you should be working oh we're giving them way too much unemployment insurance they're it's, not fucking taking jobs at mcdonald's anymore it's absurd. Your man Joe, your man Joe Manchin said, I don't want to create an entitlement culture. Same guy who yeah. got a big bailout check in 2009. Same dude. Yeah. But when yeah. he gets government money, it's no, just it's this is good government spending because it's yeah. on me. Duh. Yeah. I'm entitled to it. I don't want an entitlement culture. I just want to remain entitled to all the riches yeah. of the government. It's it's just fucking absurd. Anyway, go read that. It's it's pretty fascinating. Um stuff that's in there so please please go read that the world is opening back up delta variant notwithstanding it's opening back up guys and there are so many new thrills on the horizon whether you've been in a relationship for years or you're just getting started or just excited to get back out there and meet new people when the moment comes trust me you'll want to be ready roman ready GetRoman.com slash B-O-M. Go there. Talk to U.S. licensed healthcare professionals now because with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Roman Ready. What does it mean, you ask? Roman Ready means confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. Emphasis on rise. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way, whether that be as a single person or a couple who still would rather stay indoors with each other. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward. It's convenient. It's discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M today. And if you're prescribed, get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. ha! <laughs> And so this episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after you can unwind using their free high speed Wi-Fi tonight, La Quinta tomorrow you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? 
It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We move on, man. Um, on Monday, was it Monday? Yeah, on Monday, after 60 Minutes aired a piece, a woman named Frances Hogan or yeah, Hogan or something. Hogan. Oh, it's Hogan. I kept saying Hogan. I just want to say hoes, I guess. Um, Francis Hogan, Hogan, excuse me. Uh, she went up to Capitol Hill and she basically spilled the beans on Facebook. Uh, she talked, she, 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 what I thought was cool about this, there was some problems with the testimony and the way the shit went, but I thought what was coolest about it was just. This isn't Facebook's own words. <laughs> yeah. This isn't theorizing. This isn't, you know, X, Y, and Z. This isn't Facebook's own word. Their own resources were put into this. Like this, this is their own work. Um, and this is the truth as Facebook knows it to be. Yeah. Uh, this shit is ultra toxic, not just to young women and young people in, in general about body images, but it's just like. How hate speech, how lies and propaganda spreads, the algorithm is stoking that flame. And the algorithm stokes that flame so that they can get more engagement. They need more engagement so that they can sell more ads. They need more ads to be sold so that they can make more money. I think the last quarter, Nando, Facebook uh, reported profits of $25 billion. That's in a four-month span. Yeah, one quarter. <laughs> Excuse me, that's in a three-month span. Three that's month in span. a three-month yeah. span. In a three-month uh, span, they made $25 billion in profits. That's what they reported. And these people can't afford to tweak an algorithm that is so obviously killing and hurting people and fucking shit up. Uh, that's like, like that's kind of all you need to know about the system, bro. <laughs> like, I, I listened to the... billion this year they're going to make. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to the episode of The Daily about this. Um, I think it was today's episode. They did a, an episode about this in The Daily. And like, I find The Daily worth listening to, but you have to understand that The Daily is run by like, it's like lip stuff. It's like lip, yeah, yeah, lip yeah, yeah. shit, you know? It's, you know it's, you it's know lips. Yeah. And, and, um, <laughs> and so like, they're like, well, you know, it turns out that every step of the way, whenever Facebook had a decision between making more profit and making like the right, kind of moral decision they went for profit every time isn't that what isn't that that's really? crazy what and i'm like dude that's how fucking capitalism that's, works that's how bruh. It always like, goes yeah. 
And the thing is, it doesn't matter. It's not up to the individual moral. Like, I think Mark Zuckerberg is an evil person. He yeah, is clearly like sure. a megalomaniac psychopath. Yeah. Put in like a good moral person in there. Like, say you and I became, you or I became face, CEO of Facebook tomorrow. Because I think, Waz, you're a moral person. I think I'm yeah. a moral person. I mean, we have our, you know, our weaknesses, you know, like anyone else, mm -hmm. but we're largely moral sure. people. Yeah. Uh, we go, we go in there, and we're like, "Oh wow, this is horrible!" Like, look at all this awful <laughs> shit. Like, what Facebook is like targeting young children and turning them to suicidal, and we know this. Um, <laughs> oh shit, that's horrible. Yeah, let's step uh, up. We let's step stop up to the doing plate. that. Yeah, yeah, we gotta stop doing that. And then they'll be like, "Wait, but this is gonna affect our profit margin by fourteen and a half percent." And you're like, "Yeah, but but the children are committing suicide." And you're like, "No, but the, you see the profit margin; it's going down fourteen and a half percent." And you're like, "No, no, no! I, I don't care about that. Let's do the thing that doesn't kill the children." And no. then they're like, "Okay, that's great. Bye. You're gone. You're that's fired. It. You know, so that's it doesn't it. matter. That's it. You know, that's like that's it. That's it. Fourteen and a half percent of one hundred billion. Like anybody who's a shareholder is like, we're not losing fourteen billion for no teenage kids. Them parents got to yeah. step up." Sorry, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. They'll make come up with all the excuses why it's not Facebook's fault, right? Like, hey, man, look, they, fuck them kids. They ain't my kids. You, you already know. Yeah. You can hear it already. Yeah. You know, and 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 you know the the thing that was also interesting about the testimony was just like, look, there's ways to fix this or to make it better, but the the bottom line is like. Facebook's not going to be the one to fix this. They no, of course not. not. They can't. That's what I'm saying. They can't. They can't. Like under capitalism, you're like you will you either have to maximize profit or die. That's the that's the that's the that's the reality of this is why capitalism sucks, you know, because and this is why that the only the only like entity that can put a check on that furious need within capitalism is uh, you know labor unions the labor force, working right. with the state you know uh, you know um and but other than that like they they have to if not they'll be replaced if not they'll they'll fucking die someone else will eat their lunch i mean that's just the reality of capitalist competition so that's why it's so funny like watching like all these like liberals be like hey uh yeah well i mean it looks like they they're making these like immoral decisions all the time and it's like dude that's kind of that they have to, their hands are tied. Really, like I'm not trying to like make excuses for them, but that the only solutions yeah. have to come from external forces, external pressure, the government, you know, labor unions, things like that, because that's the only countervailing force um, to the, the the capitalist need for profit maximization at all times um, and always. So, and that, I think that was funny because like. You know, there's there's solutions. I mean, there's and it's a the Facebook thing and the social media thing is kind of very uh, fraught, even on the left in terms of what to do. Like, do you break it up or do you nationalize it or, you know, and there's and there's pros and cons to both. Um, and we can talk about them. But like, it's funny I, I when when uh, Frances Haugen was like, they're asked her, like, do you think Facebook should be broken up? And she's like, no, 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 I, I don't think so. Like, it just should of be regulated. Of not. Well, because she finally, and someone pointed out on Twitter because she's like, she's got all like, I mean, she's like a Facebook bigwig, but she's got the stock. You know, she's still she's got, got the a stock. shit ton of stock. Are you shitting me? No, 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 no. Don't break it up. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We don't hit that. No. Oh, no. This thing's a machine that's working. Yeah. Right? yeah. This is my retirement right there. Up. Are you crazy? No, you can't do that. Yeah. However, 
what if we did X, Y, and Z? It's, you know, it's the silliest, it's the silliest thing ever. And part of it too, man, like all of this shit's going to come out. All of this shit is made public. 60 Minutes, New York Times. It's not like this is a secret story. The Daily, you name it. It's all over the place. Capitol Hill, like it's getting coverage. It's yeah. getting press. Man, Instagram went down the other day and people lost their goddamn mind. So it's not like you can count on the they people. They want it. Well, I mean, that's the <laughs> that's the crux. The crux of the whistleblowing thing is that they know it's addicting. They they know it makes people miserable. It drives people to like drive like teens to like fucking suicide and shit. Um, but that it's addicting and that and that and that's I mean, things that are addicting like aren't good for you, you know, like no, they're no. not. You know, drugs are fun and addicting, so but like they're not good for you. People are never going to rise up and say, stop giving me this crack that I love. No, I'm a crackhead. Yeah. Keep giving yeah. me the crack. Exactly. So it's it's the ultimate paradox. Like, And that's not to say that I'm above any of this. I love Instagram as much as anybody else, honestly. Part of me is just like, yo, if, if I wasn't doing the work that I do, I probably would have deleted Instagram a while ago. Just to, like how like fucking addictive it is like it's yeah it's i deleted out it. of control it's out of control how addictive yeah. it is um that being said man it's obvious that like this shit has a hold on people and like you said you know like we've said many times before on the show about how everybody thinks of themselves as a customer like everybody's just like yo i want my instagram back i want my feedback yeah. I want my yeah, memes yeah. back. I want my big booty hoes back. I want yeah. all of it. I want my yeah. freaking steak porn back. I want everything back. You know, yeah. uh, it's 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 tough, man. And it, it, look, like this Facebook shit is so emblematic of everything that we talk about on the show as far as the big moneyed interest, how the state is actually powerless to do anything to rein this shit in. And then, of course, the masses are just like so disparate and so disconnected from what it is these power powerful entities are actually doing to our lives. And it's like the, the, the amount of power these homies hold, you know. And again, I'm I'm I kind of think the I think the stuff about Facebook like hurting people and um, all of this stuff. I think it's kind of overstated. The polarization, all of that type of shit. I think it is mm -hmm. a kind of overstated how influential these internet things are. I really do feel it's that not way. as influential as TV news, for example. Right, right. Which, which the article makes plain. Like, nah, they did studies, and like Fox News is way better at turning somebody's mind on something like Obamacare. Like the fucking, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like the pre-existing conditions or whatever. Like Fox News is way more influential in like making you feel a way about a policy, right? Yeah. Like depending on what you heard about it from Fox News has is more likely to change people's minds. However, you know, just the idea that this company is making $100 billion a year and Mark Zuckerberg is basically the one person in charge of wielding that power, that's a fucking problem. That's well, fucking I mean, scary. Also, but if you look beyond the United States, I mean, Facebook, uh, Facebook also, like you said, owns Instagram, but also owns WhatsApp. Yep. Um, which is the is the mode of communication in the developing world. Like, I'm sure all your all your family, yeah, in everybody Haiti's on in Haiti's WhatsApp. is on yeah. WhatsApp. Yep. Yeah, in Brazil, everyone's on WhatsApp. In Spain, everyone's on WhatsApp. Every everywhere outside of the United States, like we text, like you and I, we we right. I message, but like everywhere Anybody else. Anybody who's not in America, I'm hitting them on WhatsApp, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, um, and there has been examples of like WhatsApp being used to like fucking you know uh, the Brazilian elections, for example, Bolsonaro. Like WhatsApp was the was the political uh, terrain in which that election was fought. Um, ditto, like in India and other places like that. So um, you know there is something to, you know there is this weird situation in which a private company and like you said, one man, you know, really at the <laughs> end of the day controls this kind of like public square of communication um i think that you're right in the united states like the role of facebook and like our weird politics is kind of overstated i think what's plain is that it's made like users of it like miserable like depressed yes, that's, that like that's, the, not good. The, that's not good and that like instagram makes teens feel like very self-conscious about their bodies and shit and that like uh you know um i think that's kind of undeniable but like yeah i think you're right that it's effect on like things like QAnon or our weird kind of politics in general and polarization is kind of overstated and that, like the real thing that's turning our brain to mush is TV is you know TV news and, and <laughs> yes and, you know but yes uh, it's turning I think that's underrated. into complete idiots yeah. and right wingers into just into, crazy like, psychos zealots like it really yeah. is bro like it's, yeah. there's no two ways about it cable news is ruining everybody's lives and you know mm. I'm somebody who and to, to bring it back to, to cable news, I'm somebody who wasn't as critical of Rachel Maddow and Russiagate as a lot of people on the mm. left were. Like, people were, like, really like me. critical. Like, like me. I was just like, look, this is what the right wing would be doing. Like, this is exactly what they would be doing if a story like this was attached to any fucking Democrat. You, you know, and it's specifically at coming out of eight years of Barry. I'm like, bruh. If this was Barry, this would lead every single yes. Fox show every single day. So that's what I was like. I kind of get it. They're trying to do it in the reverse, but then you remember but look, Trump's but, wife. Okay, but, there's a, but here's the here's the counterpoint. Like, I mean, this is something that we haven't talked about on the show, but like there was a big Yahoo news story last week in which the Pompeo-led CIA was hatching actual assassination plots for Julian Assange, right? Mm -hmm. Um and the big narrative around Assange, the the way that he was turned against liberals, was that he was working with the Trump, Trump administration on this Russia shit, you know, and mm. uh, and you know it, now we know that. I mean, I always knew that that was bullshit, you know, that that was a preposterous, absurd thing. Now we know that the Trump administration was not working with Assange; they were trying to literally murder him, you know. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, right. but the effect has been to create this situation where Assange is a pariah, right? For everyone, essentially, this this man who, like, you know, is revealed more about the, the way the world actually works and the way power works than almost anyone on the planet right. um, is going to fucking rot away in a jail for the rest of his life and be tortured and all that shit. Um, so that's 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 why, like, we have to, like, you know, we can't just if we play that game, we get into dicey territory. For sure, you know. Um, so. Absolutely, but I say that to say that like Maddow absolutely had people reading the breadcrumbs. Uh, the the the, yeah. the 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 shoes gonna drop any day. So much. It turns like, Brady she, so she much. turned a bunch of libs into idiots with that. Russian they had like a billboard with like the red yarns, and it's, it's like you know, all men are. It was like Nelly Orr, a bunch of. Russian names that end in ski that I don't remember, and it was like yeah. Kov and this and Kalishnikov, and, and I'm like, yo, Rachel, yo, I checked out that thing after like a week. I was like, bro, you can't be this dedicated to this. 
So, yeah, that's the, I say all of that to say, like, yeah, that shit literally turned people into tinfoil hat wearing motherfuckers. Like, literally, Maddow did that. You know what I'm saying? And I think it eroded yeah. a lot of her credibility because of it. And so, yeah, man, yeah. like, to pretend that Facebook is turning people in. I mean, come on, man. I've been on the internet forever. People been dumb on the internet and way yeah. before Facebook. Yeah. Eminem, yo, we used to kill Eminem every other week on the internet. Y'all don't remember that? Eminem would die yeah. in a car crash. Eminem died yeah, over yeah. overdose. Lil Eminem. Wayne died. Yo, son. Remember that one? Yeah. Lil Wayne got killed in like a that, gang fight bro, or like a, that's, like a that's drive-by what shooting. We used to do on the internet all yeah. day, every single day. So this idea that this is like, and again, it's not like Stormfront and all of those shits didn't exist. They did exist, man. Like people were already doing their conspiracy stuff. Like, sure, I Lynch, guess it's more. You guys don't know about Lyndon LaRouche handing handing out pamphlets, uh, fucking street corners and shit. I, I I don't know. I know Waz, you're a big fan of the Black Israelites, you know, like well, course, that was way before the course. internet. Of I, I'm course. a big fan of the Black Israelites I too. Mean, I mean, I mean, listen, listen, man. I, look, I, like I said, I think the Facebook stuff about all oh, the integrity of our democracy and all that. I mean, that shit is bullshit. Pie in the sky. Bullshit. Okay. Uh the, the idea that you know the Russians could propagandize us by Facebook ads. This is bullshit. It's, people, that's they, the stupidest thing in the these world. These people have been dumb. Okay. So yeah. shut the fuck up about that. Anyway, yeah. Uh anyway, check out that paper uh in what's what's the name of the, the media joint again, Nando? The ICIJ. The ICIJ with the uh, pa Pandora Papers. Pandora Papers. And then, um, yeah, make sure y'all watch that full testimony of uh, the Facebook whistleblower. But before we get out of here, me and Nando, obviously two of the biggest Soprano fans in the history of the world, uh, both watched Many States of Newark just past weekend. Um, David Chase's movie prequel of the show, they follow... Uh, Dickie Maltesanti, Christopher Maltesanti's father, and a host assortment of other people. Uncle June is there. Johnny Boy is there. We see um, Olivia. We see everybody there. Uh, Nando, I'll give you the floor first, and then I'll come in with my... Because, uh, you know, whenever people say I got yeah. good news and I got bad news, they always want the bad news first. So, Nando, right, you right. deliver the bad news first. All right. <laughs> I was not a big fan of this movie. I think that, like, obviously, like, if you're a Sopranos fan, watch it. You know, like, you you gotta watch it and and uh, you know, oh look, hey, look, there's Sil. Oh my God, look, it's Polly. He does the little fingers thing too, like Polly mm -hmm. does. You know, and um, you know, you gotta do that. But I think uh, I think as a movie, it was pretty pretty weak. Um, I thought I thought a lot of it was just completely random and incoherent. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that the character of Dick Moltisanti was just kind of uninteresting, you know, like he was like, what was, you know, like, what was his deal? Like, you know, he was, and then I think just on a, on a broader level, um, what I found disappointing about the movie is that, you know, you and I, we do this like Sopranos rewatch podcast once a month, we watch one episode a month, you know, right. like every time I watch a new episode of Sopranos, even season one, I'm like, man, this show was a comedy yeah, with like, yeah, with like, with like the high literary themes, but like, man, it was like every episode was like joke, 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 joke. And I think that's part of the reason why Sopranos has so, so much staying power, so much rewatchability, you know, like, you, you know, the, the wire is great, but like, 
it's like a it's like a heavy rewatch. You know, Sopranos mm-hmm. is like a light rewatch in a way, even though the show's heavy at the same time because it's so funny. Um, and because it didn't take itself so seriously, it took a lot of the higher themes very seriously. And, you know, the decline of American capitalism, the decline of the American male within uh, late capitalism, um, the sort of suburbanization of America, a uh, million like great heady themes that are very resonant today and which is why people love the show still and, and why Zoomers fucking love the show um, because it's like this bleak picture about the future of America. The Many Saints of Newark was like not funny and took itself so seriously. Yes. You know, uh, uh, like it's like, come on, yeah. you know, but then it didn't take the Sopranos as a world seriously enough in a weird way. Like that's my, that was one of my problems in that like, you know, the guy who plays Silvio is doing like a full on caricature cartoon. Mm-hmm. You know, all they have to throw in all this like bullshit fan service. You know, like Junior drops the line and you know, he never had the makings of a varsity athlete. Mm-hmm. Or like, he doesn't have the makings of a varsity athlete or whatever. You know, which is just like for the hooting and hollering fans, you know, like, oh, look, he said it. He I, said I, it. I, I, like, I no different it. from the fucking Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, right. like oh my God, can you believe? Right, can you right, believe right, that at the right, end right, of the right, Civil right. War, Captain America, Iron Man right. came out and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh my God. Well, that happened, you know, like whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, so like in a way it had the worst of both worlds. Like either do a lighthearted, you know, gangster movie, murders, all that stuff. But like, don't like try to make it like this kind of grandiose epic thing. Because the Sopranos, part of the appeal was that it was not grandiose. That it was like this kind of like, these guys were just fucking, you know, suburban shitheads uh, on some level. Um, So, I mean, and I don't want to spoil any of the plot, so I'm not going to get into the plot. But there were certain plot beats where I was like, that is just completely random and unearned you know um anyway that was my so you, well, you 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 vibed with it you vibed a couple of sense. things i vibed with it for a few reasons one everything that nando says about the movie <laughs> as a movie it doesn't work as a movie it's all over the place it's messy it just doesn't work it definitely like and that's just the linear story whatever yeah. plot that it's trying to do and forget about this other, like, more esoteric sort of stuff about, like, a grand unifying theme about the meaning of life or existence or family or – it doesn't do any of that shit. <laughs> no, that's that's not what that does. What I think it does do is I do – I think it it does a good job of contextualizing Tony and Chris's relationship. I think yeah. if you understand how close Tony felt to Chris's father – and I think yeah. the movie does a good enough job explaining to you that, like, these guys were fucking close. And not even just close. Like, he basically loved this guy more than his own father. Right? Yeah. And so, therefore, Chris is his brother. He's his little brother. He's this person that he has to protect. And obviously, if you've seen the show, ultimately, Chris dies at Tony's hands. But Chris is a fuck-up. He's a shit. Whatever. He probably deserved it anyway. But it explains that relationship. It recontextualizes that relationship yeah. for me watching the movie. Seeing, you know, James Gandolfini's son, who I, I know we're supposed to be nice to this kid, but he stunk up the joint. <laughs> I, I, know, I, I mean, know he was bad in, in The Deuce. He was a great, oh, he, he was, was better in this than he was in The he Deuce. He was better in this than he was in The Deuce, but he was god awful in The Deuce. Um, but yeah. I think those scenes that all of the, the moments of tenderness that you saw between them. Um, I think was was very effective. And also, like, they're explaining to you the bad behaviors. Like, basically how they decided to do it was show that Tony was a sweetheart, basically, 
yeah, a pussy cat, but he was surrounded by so much psychopaths. He yeah. basically had to take on those dual realities. Another thing I think I like that the movie did. Tony's mother is given some level of humanity. Yeah. Um, whereas on the show, she has absolutely no fucking, no human. She's a monster. She is evil incarnate in the show. In the movie, they basically humanize her. Not all the way, by the way. But they humanize her in such a way, which I was very into. Yeah. Um, another thing that I thought was cool, again, like sort of recontextualizing some of the lore from the show. Uh, we talk about... Uh, we talked about it recently. Recently, we talked about when Janice told a joke about Tony's dad shooting a hole in his mother's head, right? Yeah. And on the show, it's played for complete laughs and like whatever. And I remember us talking about it on the rewatch pod, but we we're like, yo, that's fucking horrific. Yeah. That's like, that's that's horrible. And in the movie, they play it like that. Like it's yeah. a horrible, horrible. really unsettling. Super unsettling, and it unsettles even like Dicky Maltesante, like not a right. not a fucking pussycat, you know? Right. Um, and, so, and so, for those reasons, it made me feel warm about the show because of the things that it did to continue. Honestly, it probably would have been a better show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Facts, facts. So true, so true. Probably like, a better show. You know, to honestly, set it I thought that the. Yeah, the, the performances setting. of the of the older Soprano crew of. The guy, you know, Corey Stahl, who plays Uncle June, mm -hmm. the guy from House of Cards. Um, Vera Farmiga, who plays uh, Livia Soprano. Um, John Bernthal, who plays uh, Johnny Boy Soprano, Tony's dad, who Amazing. gives a great performance in a very small role, uh, but really, like you said, recontextual like, shows that Tony's dad was essentially like this, like, dumbass, violent psychopath. Um, right. Or like, by, or you know, unstable, like, uh, you know, um very uh, not a good guy to be a very unsettling yeah, presence um in the show in the flashbacks uh with johnny boy soprano he just looked kind of like a like a dumbass you know yeah but uh, in this one he had a lot more menace because uh, john bernthal has like you know mm -hmm. he has like a lot of menace within him um and and like all those performances were great but they were just kind of serving this story that was kind of and like what was the what was going on like what was yeah the, the story and, and like, look they did a whole black thing which they did a whole black thing go, it was that was david chase white and that guy was great story he was super good he's super great i want to see right, him think of the performance with that guy that guy harold uh is he is he from hamilton or something he's the only thing i've seen him in uh but he's great man. that guy's um but neither, yeah but I, I know he's, he's in it He's incre he's incredible. He gave an incredible performance. Um, the woman doing the Penelope Cruz impersonation, is yeah, the Italian Penelope Cruz, she's wow. great. She yeah. is amazing. Immediately had to Google her. I was like, who that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. she looks like such an Italian. She's such an Italian face. Like they couldn't have found like a amazing. more amazing. She's perfectly yeah. casted, and she gives a great performance. Like she is going for it, and she's doing yeah. fiery shit, vulnerability. She's doing humor. She's she's great. Man, she's a talent. The younger Soprano crew, Polly, Silvio, and Pussy Mumpincero. Man, that was a tough beat. That was a tough beat. Oof. That was a tough beat. That was yeah. That was tough. that was a tough. Beat. And it just yeah. totally didn't fit. I don't know. It was just like 
Yeah. And also, like, also the thing that I think was cool is like explaining to you how much older than Tony his crew is. Like, it yeah. explains to you why they call him Boy Wonder and all of yeah. those other things. Like, they're so much older than him. And he becomes yeah. the boss. And it, it, it explains so much of the relationship, why they treat him like that. Like, because he is their kid brother, but he's also like, he's the king of the castle, right? He's like, that nine-year-old king, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, like the movie does a good job of explaining the show yeah. as a movie. No, like the way it started, I was like, "Oh shit, I'm into this." Then it's oh yeah, me too. Apart. I think the first act, the first act, maybe the first half was yeah. was, was was on good footing, and then it just kind of like just they started to try to do these twists and turns, and you're like, "Yeah, it just feels random. It just yeah. feels random." And and, and yeah. it doesn't make any fucking sense. First half of the movie was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, oh my God. Yeah. But then the, as the story thread started to fall, it was just like, all right, yeah, this isn't a real movie. But I felt emotions watching it. And um, yeah. yeah, like I said, I, I would obviously, if you like The Sopranos, I think you should absolutely watch it. And I would, and guess what? I wouldn't mind seeing another prequel. <laughs> Give me another <laughs> one. I don't yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Keep bringing me back to this damn world man um i loved it i i i didn't i don't want to say i loved it but i really enjoyed it i sat on my couch and i was like i thought this I was mean, dope i enjoyed every it. movie now sucks so like you know you can <laughs> watch worse, worse things to watch that's fair that's fair <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah make sure you guys check out the many say to newark make sure you're checking out every single count of things offering uh make sure you become a patreon at patreon.com backslash count the dings We'll see you guys next week. We're out of here, man. Peace. Later.